Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special show. Very special guest. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Jordan, I think you were our very first guest here on Head Cannon. Coming back for I think you were our very first guest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What was the movie? I can't remember now. Um, Annihilation. That's right. I love that movie. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was so good. Yeah, Annihilation's great. That's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. <laughs> yes, but uh, Mr. We are talking about and horror. Yes, yeah, definitely some Lovecraftian horror in this one. But Jordan Owens, how are you doing this evening? Hey, doing great. How are you boys doing? Good. Good. Doing well. Doing well. Brent, how about you? How are you doing? I took a nap earlier today. I feel like shit. Oh, like naps, like I'm like a like when I take a nap, I took a forty minute nap, and I just I'm I, I'm I am present and I am here with you folks <laughs> and want to be, but I just I I'm feel still, like I took a nap earlier. I don't. It feels weird. Like yeah. a forty minutes. Forty minutes is nowhere near enough. If it's not a two hour nap, you're not accomplishing anything. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. You need two hours, or you know what? Just power through it. Drink yeah. some water. Eat some food. Splash some cold water on your face and just get on with it. Don't bother with these so-called power naps. They're actually lazy naps. They're terrible. <laughs> it's just that my kids have lately started enjoying their rooms. Nice. So, like, the house was very quiet. And so, like, I just fell asleep. I can't understand that. But I don't fault you for that. <laughs> no, that, we, I've, I've gotten in the habit of, because I'm working from home now, like, I get up, you know, I, I, I log in, I start working and then I take my kids to school. I take one or two of my kids to school, depending on the day. And then like, I start working and I do like all my work in the morning. And then about like whenever lunchtime is, every, whenever I wrap up everything for the morning, you know, 11 o'clock noon, whenever it might be. Um, I have gotten in the habit of like, for my lunch break, I just go take a nap. Like I just go, I just go sleep for like an hour and then, and then I'd go back and I work my afternoon, you know? No one's bothering you. Yeah. No one's, nothing's going on in the house. You might as well. Yeah. All I'm, right. I'm home alone. I just go take a nap. I've actually got the habit of doing two cycles of sleep instead of one. Oh, nice. Overnight? Explain. 
So I will sleep for three to four hours earlier in the night than I normally would, and then I'll stay up for a while, and then I'll sleep another three to four hours. Nice. What time do you like to go to bed, or does it matter? Well, I mean, uh, that is the thing. Is, um, I started to realize that it was easier for me if I just slept when I was tired. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. You go to bed for three hours, four hours. You stay up, get up. Then I'll like literally, you know, I'll go for a walk or work out or something, play some games or something like that, and go back to bed for a while. Yeah, it works for me way better, way better. Yeah. You know, I, I read something at one point about how that was fairly common, like, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred years ago, like, you know, family, it would get dark and families would go to bed because it's fucking dark. And then everyone would kind of get up in the middle of the night and they would like, everyone would get up and like make a little fire and like hang out together and read, like chill for, yeah. an hour, like chill for a couple hours. And then it, every- so you, that because they had to stoke the fire halfway through the night in the winter. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Go. But you're right. So I've read this before too, but they partied. Yeah. Oh yeah. What would you what would you do? You're up at two in the morning, you gotta be up for three hours and you need to get sleepy. You're gonna take one around you is dying. Like you're gonna happy all the time, dude, to be alive. Mutton. Some roast mutton. (laughs) Well yeah, you ever ever hearing about like the stews people would have, just like a continuous stew on the fireplace and just it's always going. Yeah. Dope the fire, add some stuff to the stew. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a perpetual. Well, no, I saw something. There's a I fucking forget where it was. I want to say China or something, but I could be mistaken. But it was like a stew that this restaurant had been making for like what, a, like decades. It's it had just been like the same pot of stew for decades, and they just like keep adding yeah. to it. You know. I think I saw that it was like a really big, yeah, like, like giant cauldron. Yeah, for the huge. Rest. I saw that too. That's cool. Yeah, huge yeah. cauldron. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, like that. that that makes me think of like uh uh like art artisanal like uh like starter yeast or whatever like people who are real into yeah. sourdough breads or whatever they'll be like oh yeah my yeast starters what are you saying Jordan? Uh, it's called poolish. Poolish, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you make a poolish, and it stays out at room temperature, and it brews the bacteria that you need to make the sourdough. Nice. Yeah, and people be like, it's, "Yeah, my 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 poolish or whatever." It's like a hundred years old, right? It's like the same yeast has just been like going. That was from like a long time ago in an Italian heritage, sold for like I, I, like multiple tens of thousands of dollars online. I remember it's a ball jar, like a big jar of poolish that's just a starter. <laughs> I've I've got my ball jar. It's just it's got vodka in it though. Yeah. Oh. Do a cheers. I saw Brent. Hang on, let me let me pour one here. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm looking up the the, the oldest ye- um, yeast starters. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. See, I got him too interested right there. That <laughs> he had to go and open another tab. Okay, I did. boys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. <laughs> Happy Martin Day. Oh yeah, but no, Jordan. We were right before Brent got on. Jordan and I were talking about his. He he recently went to Japan. What back in November yeah. to visit our buddy Colin. And uh, you were telling me some interesting shit. Uh, you should you should revisit some of that for our listeners and for Brent and uh, yes, please. and anything else you know interesting that happened while you were out there. Oh yeah, I mean it's it was life changing. Like I said, the second time mm-hmm. I went once in high school, uh, I got lucky enough to be on a international student trip 
for a month and a half, lived in Tokyo, and I learned Japanese then. Then 20 years passed, and I, I took it in college at IU, and I kept up with Colin over time, obviously, as all of us did. Mm-hmm. And he eventually was like, oh, yeah, you should come out if you want and stay at, at the temple with me. For those of us that don't know, our buddy Colin, he, he came from Indiana and graduated high school with us and then became a Buddhist monk in Japan. Yes. Which is Did he awesome. recently, like, like get graduated? Yeah. Yeah. What is uh, he doing? You would like, say that he graduated to being uh, Obosan, which is the guy who's in charge of a temple. Yeah. Like a, a monk who is in charge of a temple, which each temple is basically a church and a graveyard for all of the families in the community. That's hmm. cool. And what they have, it's, like, it's like in the hierarchy of things, it's like there's Colin, and then there's like Ryu, and then there's the <laughs> Like, like he's like a Street Fighter character. Now. <laughs> he's basically the Dragon Master is what we call him now. That's what we do. Uh, the two of us, uh, 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 Fuck yeah. we met a guy who was a very um, affluent Japanese gentleman. I met him at a shrine, and I told him about Colin's temple, and he came back and, and hung out with us and had tea and, like, interfaced, and they, they joined on the uh, Japanese version of LinkedIn to do, like, business stuff together. Like, That's cool. it was amazing. It was just amazing, like, uh, networking availability. Yeah. Does, did you stay, did you sleep at the temple? Yeah, that's his house, his, his and Yuri's house is the temple. Oh, cool. Nice. I didn't know that. And they want to have more people out as much as they can in order to, like, increase, you know, the, the, the more people that know the temple, the better. The more people that come there, the better. The more people that share it online and everything like that. So yeah. they're even trying to establish, like, a social media presence at this point. It's Is there a really- bell? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of bells, and also he has that'd be cool. That he has that gong thing that he yeah. plays. I, okay, so I was gonna go through the week in temporal order. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, my ADD brain. Yeah, is going we're not. We're... <laughs> no, you're great. You're great. I love it. So the first night I landed in Tokyo, and we did the Tokyo thing, which is a big city party time, right? Mm-hmm. Every block you're on has roughly 30,000 places where you can go to, like seven-story buildings that have a business on each one, a restaurant, a bar, a club, a restaurant, a barber, and then a restaurant again. <laughs> you know, like, it's crazy. And every side street has, like, ten different little shops and different little bars and different little ramen shops and everything. Nice. So we just explored like crazy for the first night. The second day... We went to the greatest art exhibit I've ever been to in my life that I explained to Corey earlier. And it's called Tokyo Labs. Put that in your browser before you forget it. <laughs> Seriously. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. There was wall-to-wall Pink Floyd-style laser show, immersive, like, artistic holograms. They made us take our shoes and socks off because we were walking through water a lot of the times. Uh, It was absolutely out of this world, like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And then we went from the busyness of Tokyo straight to the most peaceful place I've ever been in my life, which is the village where his temple is. It's called Yomogicho. 
is in the mountains outside of Nagaoke, which is in Igat. And if you could imagine a small town filled with retirees, that's it. <laughs> there were three stores, okay? Three. Okay. A store, a ramen shop. Nice. And another tiny convenience store. <laughs> and fortunately, they sold sake, right? Mm. And they sold ramen and stuff, like instant ramen, just in case. And then that was it. There was no place to go, like, other than that, and onsen, which is the hot bath. Mm. Like the hot stuff in the mountains, where you go and sit in, like, a hot tub, but it's natural. Right. How long of a, of a drive was it from, like, let's say, Tokyo to where you were staying? Well, it takes only uh, about two hours by bullet train. Oh, oh you got to drive bullet train! <laughs> awesome! No, driving would be crazy. Yeah. They do have two cars. Uh, Colin has a car. I have another car that's in the garage for, like, temple use. Mm. Um, I think Yuri has her own car. But anyway... Um, yeah. The bullet train from Tokyo is like the equivalent of taking seven hour, eight hour drive up into Michigan in right. two hours, four and a half. Done. Yeah. Is it like that movie? That movie, I love that movie. Funny enough, you know, there's a twelve hour plane ride over there. I watched that movie on the plane ride over. <laughs> nice. That's a long ass flight. Damn. Map, Top Gun, Maverick. I watched a bunch of good movies on there. It was great. You know, I, I watched that recently, Top Gun, Maverick. I, and it's, uh, you know, it's a fucking, it's a, it's, a, it's a good movie. It's a well put together movie. It was weird to see Val Kilmer. Yeah. So he's, he's having trouble. But yeah. the, you know, the movie itself was normal. But the scenes that they shot in the airplanes were very abnormally awesome. In yeah. Airplane. Yeah. Like, no one's ever done that before, ever. Yeah. Eight K cameras. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked again. <laughs> We've come after my exploration of the small village to probably the greatest point that I could have hoped for in the trip, which was Alvin organized a barbecue. And the idea was that people would come and pay twenty dollars a piece or two thousand yen to all you can eat barbecue at the temple is supposed to be kind of a fundraiser slash awareness for the temple, bring people into the village and stuff. And he literally orchestrated it before I came there, before he even knew I was coming there. But I got to cook all the food. <laughs> so what to advertise that he had a genuine American barbecue chef. <laughs> you were in the ad? Uh, yeah. That's amazing. I love, dude, his village seems so adorable. He's like in the newspaper, like, all the time. <laughs> I think it's awesome. A quick aside, a bunch of the people in the community who are all very old were constantly coming by to bring him stuff and to just love on him and stuff. Like, it was out of this world. They are like, and his name is Shinryu over there. Mm-hmm. They would go, Shinryu-san, Shinryu-san. And they would just give him just mountains. Like, there was literally a pile of vegetables on the front porch. People just bring him stuff, like, all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's amazing. That's awesome. He's the community mentor. He's the leader of 
of the pack of <laughs> eight retirees. Dude, you know what? When like, and this this isn't anywhere near that, but like. When you live near a bunch of geezers, like I've told Brent this before, like, you know, we got a bunch of chickens and ducks, right? Uh, Jordan, about a year, year and a half ago. Um, Yeah. So we just, and we have more eggs than we know what to do with. We get like 12 eggs a day, 10 eggs a day. So we just started giving them out to all of our neighbors. And then like all of a sudden, like all these geezers just start leaving like fruits and vegetables and like all kinds of shit. They'll just like put it in our carport. And I'm just like, oh, what's the, what's the haul today? It's just like. You know, oh, a bushel of apples that just like fell out of their apple tree, you know? Yeah. The truth of the matter is if you begin a barter economy, mm-hmm. it'll go. It'll just go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. It's always been that way and it always will be. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much to get it kicked off. We're only uh, like one day away from the end of the Japan trip, so. Right. <laughs> we- we did the barbecue, but here's the greatest part of the barbecue, which you guys should actually like look this up if you want to, because there's this thing called muscle monks. Okay. Yes. That is monks who are bodybuilders. Nice. Real. Yeah, real thing. Because one of them came to the barbecue. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Where he fought Sega. <laughs> <laughs> the acoustic guitar he brought an acoustic guitar with him he played it I played his acoustic guitar (laughs) taught his daughter how to play Minecraft that's real (laughs) we became best friends on Facebook yes (laughs) that's awesome like three to five monks at this event right and I learned the truth of Buddhist monkdom which is they love whiskey (laughs) Nice, yeah. <laughs> Colin had asked me, he said, why don't you get some whiskey that they'll like? And I thought, okay, I'll look around the liquor store and see what they got that's American. Turns out they have every single fucking thing. Oh, nice. Including yellow corn. You know what that is? No. What is it? Straight corn whiskey from Kentucky that's 100 proof. Nice. Yeah. Look- and it's probably, like, even you guys don't see it probably where you're at. Uh-uh. But every single liquor store in Japan had it. Nice. Every single one. And these guys, the Muscle Monk included, <laughs> were the biggest fans of the corn whiskey I've ever seen in my life. It was nice. amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. dude. You should. Oh man, I would love to. You should let me know if you're doing. If you're really doing this every year, let me know. I would be. I need to go. That's what Colin said. His goal was was for me to bring some guys next time. Yeah, for real. Let me know. I just I actually just got my passport. I'm, I'm a little light on cash for twice a year, I think. The budget's not there for twice a year. Yeah. Right now, maybe in the future. But uh, I'd like to go in spring and November. But it turned out it was the perfect time to go because the leaves were changing, right? November. But it wasn't cold yet. It was 65, 70 degrees. Oh, time. nice. Even where I was. Yeah. The hiking was amazing. I mean... I saw temple after shrine after temple after shrine. <laughs> what? So wait, what was his plan for the barbecue before you went? He was going to, I mean, him and Yuri were going to make stuff. Yeah, okay. They, were, they could. They had the barbecue set up and everything. Uh, but when I got there, they were like, would you like to help? And I said, well, no, I'd like to do all of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I planned to help. Yeah. 
Okay, so I made roasted red pepper cream sauce. Oh, yeah. It's really done. Nice. Um, roasted red peppers, onions, garlic, a bunch of different aromatics, herbs, spices, cream, cheese, all mixed, blended together. Um, I did steak beef shoulder uh, nice. with shrimp and bacon butter where you mince up shrimp and you chop up bacon and you add it to butter yeah and you put the butter once it's been reconstituted on top of the beef so that it melts down in uh, we did pork we did burgers i did uh chicken i mean the, the whole gamut you know they even have pork belly in every single grocery store there right? <laughs> that's awesome so, what were you cooking on it was very small. <laughs> it was very small. It is a charcoal grill they have there where you have to feed it. So when it gets low, you have to actually use one of those big torches, like a hand torch, to get it back to temp. Okay. Um, and it was raining outside. <laughs> so the grill was tucked underneath the eaves of the temple, of the Buddhist temple, on the side of it. And I was there outside, like, working, you know, like, cooking, getting wet. <laughs> And these incredibly nice ladies that worked for the Buddhist temple next door were just constantly bringing me everything I could want. They were like, here, have a snack. Here, bring some sake or some whiskey. <laughs> it was, they didn't care that I was outside doing all the cooking. They were like, no, you need to drink an entire glass of sake. And I'm talking <laughs> six ounce glass full to the brim. Like, <laughs> don't fuck around. Okay? Yeah. That's not that that yeah, that sounds like a blast. I gotta go. You've gotta come. Anybody who can. I mean, it's it's really not that much. I mean, the twelve hour flight is rough. Right. But the more of us there were, if we could sit together, we could play board games. Fine. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and and I mean, yeah, staying with Colin. I mean, j- that that alone like is gonna cut. You know, cost cuts the cost. Yeah, like how how much do you, would you recommend someone taking? For that trip, I took a thousand. Okay. And I paid twelve, no, thirteen hundred for the ticket round trip. Ooh, yeah. Which is, it's a lot. Don't get me wrong. I know that. But at the end of the day, when you're staying there without having to pay for a hotel, like Corey said, that's kind of the number one thing. It's yeah. Like, um, hotels for the whole time is going to almost double your cost. Yeah. I mean, $2,500 for that trip, that's not bad. Not at all. Yeah. I actually came back with some money and I donated some to the temple as well, you know, so I had some left over after all of that. Nice. Uh, But the thing, the thing that I noticed even better was in his village, there are multiple, like literally abandoned buildings. Really? People who have just left their houses that are not coming back and, in theory, somebody could rent that out, <laughs> Airbnb style, for very incredibly cheap. He said the people that were living in the house next to him were paying a hundred dollars a month. Really? Yeah. But like you said, there's it's all like elderly people. Like there's no one there's moving no in. No one wants to live here. It's nobody except for this guy. We <laughs> <laughs> all live next door. <laughs> but no, it's like a three-story tiny building. That's like I looked it up. It, it's 150 to 200 bucks a month for the whole building. 
Ethereum. Nice. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and Colin had said there are areas like that all over Japan, right? Like rural areas where the younger kids are like moving away and it's just all these geezers and there's like nobody there to replace them, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I mean, it is, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it is a little bit sad, but also it's a little bit incredibly charming that like all of these people get to have an incredibly idyllic existence for the last, it's, it's basically like the best retirement community you could ever imagine, right? Like, yeah. everybody knows each other. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. You know, like, not what you need. There's literally a city, Naga, okay, 30 minutes away. I mean, it's idyllic. You know, that's the, that's the, the term I would use. There's waterfalls every which way <laughs> and mosque stones everywhere you fucking look. It's insane. <laughs> Sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. You know, I've got uh, the guy, the improv classes I'm taking right now, the instructor has this Apple Watch and like multiple times, like every class he'll say something and the Apple Watch will be like, you wanted me to look up like all search results for Orangina? And it's like, he's like, no, I, what? Like, yeah, that's funny. Take it full circle. And help. He's addicted to good comedy writing, folks. Yeah, I can't, I can't stop it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But no, we. Well, I want to bring up. Uh, so, Jordan, we tonight we're we're kind of here to talk about the privilege, the German movie, the privilege, the 2022 movie. So, uh, I'm kind of curious what what your thoughts are about this movie. What made you choose this movie uh, to to cover tonight? I mean, first of all, I think that Netflix's international content is the best reason to have a Netflix account. Yeah. Like, all the American stuff they put out, I kind of could give or take. I don't care. <laughs> but the stuff and the Finnish stuff and the French stuff, the different kind of detective and mystery and sci-fi they have from over there right now, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. Did you see Dark? I was, I was, I haven't. It's on my list to see. I've heard it's good. see Dark. <laughs> when it's got it's like one of the greatest shows I ever seen in my life, it's impossible to describe. It's three seasons of perfection. Um, Germanish, yeah, a lot of it makes no sense. Well, and it's like, and like three or four of the actors from this movie are also in dark, right? Uh, I think a couple of them, yeah, I don't know how many, but yeah, 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 a couple yeah. of them for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, kind of like in the in the limelight right now, working for the same group of people, I think, basically, producing Netflix content in Germany. Yeah. But this movie, that's why it came onto my radar, is because of Dark and the other German and European titles I've watched. And also because I love fungus as a <laughs> as a, as an entity, as like an evil entity. Like I think that on Earth we need to worry about fungus a lot more than we are. Right. Okay? Like, like other than humans, fungus is probably number two, like without a doubt. Like, what? Not lions, right? Like, right. Not no. Bulls, nothing. No. Octopus. No. Fucking fungus, dude. Fungus is relentless. It's true. I would like to refer you guys to a couple of examples. Please. Yes. The first being the honey mushroom. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. Now, you're going to love it. The honey mushroom in Utah is a parasitic fungus that lives underground, and it comes up into trees, into the middle of the tree. You can't see it, 
So it's already corrupted the whole tree from the inside out. Okay. It's one organism, right? It's one mushroom in theory that's like covering a span of like thousands and thousands and thousands of square miles. Yeah. It's cut swath into one of the greatest natural forests in that area. Yeah. That's like blackened and desiccated and destroyed. Is it is it but, the one is it is it that fungus that's like the largest living organism on earth? Is that is that the one? It's now, yes. Okay, yeah. It, I've heard largest, of that. Just living organisms it used to be a, a copse of trees that was all one tree. Okay. But now the honey mushroom has grown so big that I think it's probably the biggest at this point. I don't, I can't, I can't confirm or deny that. But <laughs> uh, considering how many square miles it's taken over at this point, it's absolutely nonsense. And if you look up, you can even find like low level YouTubers that go out there and shoot footage and check it out and stuff. It looks like, um, Something burned, basically. It looks like ash, like black and desiccated and destroyed. The whole, the whole landscape. Huh. It's quite, quite remarkable. That's wild. Can you Example two is the cordyceps. Have you heard of the cordyceps fungus? No. C-O-R-D-Y-C-E-P-S. Cordyceps. Cordyceps fungus. Okay. Okay, so... It's sort of uh, the main focus of the movie, and I think you guys would have known what it was if you had watched the movie. So <laughs> no, I watched it. I I didn't pay attention to the fungus name. <laughs> they said it was like the zombie ant fungus or whatever. <laughs> it, yeah, zombie ant fungus. You know what it is. Sheesh. I gotta... Anyway, the, I just the fungus... call this movie like the luckiest teenage kid alive. <laughs> Used to bang two girls like in an abandoned like warehouse. <laughs> Hell yeah! I love how fucking senior year rule, man. Higher focus went to the threesome scene. Like <laughs> that was we're talking about fungus. I'm talking about mushrooms and horror. He's like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. The whole point of this movie <laughs> is the barely legal threesome in the pool. Right. Which they were in a pool. Well, which <laughs> which I was at a rave. Yeah. Well, I I was like. And and that scene felt kind of out of place. I was like, "Wait, why? Yeah. Where, like, where where is this coming from?" This. <laughs> and they couldn't get the R rating, so they had to wear their underwear the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got to keep your bras on. Keep keep everything on. <laughs> uh, everybody's just kind of dry humping. It's very high school esque. It's very high school esque. <laughs> Corey's dead. <laughs> yes, yes, the dry hump scene. Yes. <laughs> but you were talking about fungus you were talking about the zombie ant fungus did you have any other thoughts about it Brett <laughs> I want to know what you have to say about it Jordan <laughs> sorry I had that one I'll, I'll admit I had that in the chamber I was going to say that anyway regardless of what you had said at some point yeah, I figured that. I was going to call him the luckiest high school kid alive. <laughs> I pretty much figured, like, after recommending the movie, I went back and rewatched it, and I was like, oh, fuck, all they're going to do is make fun of the threesome scene. <laughs> like, oh, no. I'm not making fun of it. I was like, they won't look at any overarching themes or horror <laughs> narrative shit. Well, it's kind of kind of like that scene in uh, Stephen King's It, right? 
So is somebody crinkling a wrapper or something right against their microphone? You're right. I'm sorry. No, I didn't realize it was right next to the microphone. <laughs> I opened up. I opened up a new vape, a, a new disposable vape. <laughs> it was the wrapper. That's amazing. It's mad crinkles you got over there. <laughs> it was a very crinkly wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's like every whenever anybody talks about Stephen King's it, right? That like you it, you got it. There's that scene in the sewer toward the end of the book where they all like run a train on the 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 girl in the group, and it's always it's always it's a weird thing. It's a very weird thing, you know. Yeah, to be part of that, and when you read it the first time, you're like, wait, is this happening? Is this a dream sequence? And then afterwards, you're like, no, they're just gonna act like it never happened and leave. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> People are like, why would they include that in the movie? I'm like, well, I wonder. Right, yeah, for good reason. <laughs> All right, well, so so yeah, so back to the fungus. I want to say this movie. It reminded me of a few. I think there's a. It's part of a lineage of movies of people being taken over by things. The thing it reminded me most of is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Pod people. Yeah, all body snatchers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, kind of reminds me of, I mean, you've got the thing. There's like the get out aspect of it where there's like these geezers taking over the bodies of the younger people. But it really, and and the fact that it kind of felt like a late 90s, early aughts, teen horror movie uh did you see the movie the faculty the robert rodriguez movie oh it's robert rodriguez great movie yeah it reminded me of the faculty a lot actually it was just, it was fungus instead of aliens but i was like this is very like this has a lot of similarities to the faculty you know like all the adults are in on it and mm-hmm. all the kids are the victim yeah mm-hmm. i mean it, it was basically almost the same trope but instead of one reason it was uh, fungus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. that's the whole thing. I mean, this is this trope has been done over and over again throughout the years, but it's it's the inclusion of that like specialty aspect that makes it like I don't know, like to me, like way more intriguing. Yeah. Because the cordyceps fungus really does that in nature, so we're bringing conspiracy theories down closer to reality, right? In order for them to be scarier like the scarier it is closer it is to reality yeah well and i love that trope i feel like you see it all the time in in all kinds of movies but especially in horror movies where like if if in the beginning of the movie the science teacher the science teacher is giving you a lesson about some some animal or like because at the very beginning of the movie the science teacher is talking about the zombie ant fungus and immediately oh, I was like, oh, well, that's going to be a thing. Like, you got the science teacher talking about this thing. That's obviously going to be a problem going forward, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that shit's messed up, too. Like, that's a real thing where, like, suddenly you're a bug and then you're just like, oh, my God, there's, like, a seed growing in my body. Yeah. <laughs> when it's, I'm glad humans don't have something like that. that that's crazy. It, it forces the ant to go to a high place. Yeah. That's all it does. Like the zombie of the of the thing is just to make it go to a high place so that the spore will disperse more. Yeah. Right. It goes up to the highest point on the plant that it's on, and then the fungus grows out of its head, out of its skull, like a unicorn horn, <laughs> unfurls like a proboscis, and then 
exudes the spores out of it. Like it's insane. <laughs> it's the most insane yeah. organism you can think of. Yeah. Right. And using it as a horror thing should have been, you know, it, it's funny that this is the first one is my point. Like it's, yeah. I'm well, sure there might be one before this, but you know. Well, and it's, and, and the, the, this really frightening thing is like humans do have some things like this. I mean, the fact that, some viruses and some bacteria, like the way it evolves is like, you know, the virus that, that replicates most effectively is the one that's going to, you know, replicate. So some diseases like, you know, whatever diseases like make you shit yourself and, uh, yeah. it's because it spreads that way. So it makes you like shit yourself into the water supply. So other people drink it and get sick. And that's why it makes you shit yourself so bad. Gross. Uh, <laughs> and then, but other stuff like, uh, like with, right. like, yeah. Kara just walked in the room. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is perfect, perfect content. Nailed it. We were very classy right before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just... No, we were about funguses and planting corpses. It would have been way better if you heard that first. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, well at least we're not still talking about the uh, the It train scene, right? That's uh, right. Oh, my God. She's <laughs> But, but no, like, have you seen, have you seen videos of like people who have rabies and their, their, yeah. uh, their aversion to water? Like, yes. ha, like you Hydrophobia. get, yeah, you get rabies and you're just like terrified of water. Like how fucking weird is that? You know? So weird. And that, and that, that's a common symptom, you know, mm-hmm. that's, whoa. One thing they used in the movie is that the, the hosts couldn't infect the young people until they were treated with the pills. Like right. they were treated with small doses of the fungus first. That right. basically built up like a viral immunity to what would eventually be a host entity. But the host entity couldn't just possess anybody. Like if it if it was around a bunch of normal people, it would just go in somebody and it would just kill them and they would just die together. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be able to like puppeteer the body, right? Like that's why they had to like give the kids all the pills the entire fucking lifetime almost like as long as they could yeah in order to prepare their body to like accept the intruding force that was the whole you know that that makes sense because there were a couple points in this movie i was confused about that was one of them you know um and then i also i i like the idea i still i still kind of think that there's a lot of interesting ideas here, but I feel like they could have settled one way or the other where it's either like a science fiction zombie ant fungus controlling people and like jumping from generation to generation. Or I also like the idea of this fungus being at one point, they say this in the movie, a black magic mushroom where it like opens a portal to hell or whatever. And it's a demonic fungus and they're demons. And I think they tried to do both in this movie. I, I feel like it could have benefited if they chose one or the other, but I, I, I like the ideas they're working with here. I just don't know if they all need it. You know, I feel like they could have trimmed a little bit. They, they threw away a line that was like pretty quick that I think, um, right when they're wheeling the main guy in to be possessed uh-huh. at the end where they're in a hallway and they've got like ancient art, artwork in the hallway describing the history of the entity right? yeah and that they say that these like what i call spore monsters right, right? like because they're like a cloud of spores yes. right each monster is like a cloud of spores that's sort of animate right mm-hmm. and these things have been around they said for forever 
and they've been called demons, and they've been called sons of Satan, and all this kind of stuff, and people have put religious connotations on it. So what you're saying is actually the same thing in both things you're saying. Right? It's not one or the other, it's both. Yeah. Like, they are the spore monsters, they're the fungus monsters, but they are also very much demonic, kind of vampiric, you know, historic beings. Mm -hmm. I think the point of the is to say that they've been here throughout human history, and every single thing we can you know, call a supernatural force is basically attributed to them almost. To those. Like, right on. I dig that. And I, you know, and I like that. And I always like alternate explanations of supernatural, like, uh, like in the matrix when they're like, you know, any story you heard about a vampire or a werewolf is like a glitch in the matrix or like an old program. I, 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 I that's, exactly, that's exactly what I thought. And you know why? Because that's my head cannon. Oh shit. I'm sorry if I walked on your head cannon then. <laughs> that's kind of awesome though. It's kind of awesome. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well did you one thing and i saw this on a youtube video i didn't notice it but at the very beginning i think like the opening scene is pretty gripping because you're like his older sister anna is like flipping out and and she's like got a bloody mouth yeah yeah she's like what's going on in your mouth and the sounds coming from her bedroom are fucking horrible Really good sound design, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're like terrible. That little kid's video game setup was pretty, pretty badass too. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that. <laughs> nice, Fair but enough. but when they were they were leaving to take his twin sister uh, Sophie to her, I think it was like a dance recital or something, and I didn't notice this, but I, a, a YouTube video mentioned it. She's dressed up as a mushroom, is her costume, which yeah. I thought I was like, oh, that's clever, that's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the entire thing, there's so many little Easter eggs and hints and foreshadowing for later. And that's what really leads me to think that it's very Lovecraftian and inspiration. Yeah. Because especially when they discover how they're creating, you know, these pills. I don't know if you guys remember the scene where she finally discovers the production facility. Oh, yeah. The yeah. yeah. And they've got all the dead bodies down there. Yeah, they're corpse fungus. I mean, they grow out of corpses. Right. Dudes come gather them and put them in fucking little test tubes, and then they take them off and make them into quote-unquote medicine, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I thought it was funny. Uh, when he discovered it, he, like, cuts open the pill and pulls out the fungus. I was like, how long have you been taking these pills? Just, like, not, like, not, <laughs> just, like, not even paying attention to this fungus. When I told you guys that it was a, it was kind of a goofy one, I knew that there was going to be some things, especially the fact that you should be able to see that fucking thing in the pill when you're taking it, like, right. every time. You should look at it. <laughs> for like, what is this, Ginkgo Bloba? What's hey, <laughs> in there? Right. There's a fucking mezcal worm <laughs> in my ibuprofen, you know? Like, right. No, I'm not going to do the gel caps anymore. Thank you. <laughs> There are multiples of those. That's why it's such a goofy thing. Like, if, if like, let me just also put a shout out to my original choice, the ritual. Okay. Oh, side yeah. a side thing. You guys gotta watch this movie, The Ritual. I haven't seen because that because it's a really ten out of ten horror movie. Like, really, the monster, ten out of ten. The movie, everything about it, ten out of ten. But you know what? It was too good. 
for us to discuss here. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Nothing like goofy. To... You're like, ah, oh, that's great. All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. <laughs> we just be like, yeah, it was really good. It's a cool design. I mean, it's really yeah. great. <laughs> I'll give it. You guys know the word Crete. Are you familiar with this? I don't think so. Crete. Crete. Like short for city. Oh, short for short for creature. That's it. Oh no, I I know. I think yeah. it's isn't that a a city in Greece, Crete? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> it is also that, yes. <laughs> but also a giant. <laughs> we were we were at PetSmart a couple days ago, and we were getting um uh, uh uh crickets for our leopard gecko. Okay. And Scarlett wanted to try cockroaches, but we were like, no. But she she has this she's she loves to abbreviate things, so she was just like, We get some cocks for sunset. <laughs> <laughs> My son, who's a little older, was like snickering like, a lot. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> I straight up as we were walking into PetSmart, I was just like, We know it's a word for penis, all right? Right. You don't have to <laughs> right. Throw on a different one, like uh like CRs or <laughs> the most classic roaches, right. which is what they call me. Like, that's what's the funniest to me, right. is that there's already a short name. <laughs> yes, right. She went, she's the prefix the other, yeah. There's already an abbreviation. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of other kinds of roaches. <laughs> that's funny. Velociroaches. Oh shit! I like I like the uh, the bully in this movie, Leander. Um, yeah. And there's the scene where the science teacher is like going over all this stuff. Leander's like, and maybe I don't know. This maybe it's a bad translation from the German or whatever. But he's like, mushroom sex. That's my specialty. And I was like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, I don't. I'm guessing he meant like tripping sex. That's yeah. That was my yeah. Later, he was like handing out drugs. That was my guess. Yeah. But yes, no, he was like. Said that I, I, think I, you, I, was, I like the kind of sex where the wiener, where you use the wiener. It looks like a monster's <laughs> <with his> vagina. <laughs> right. But, well, uh, yeah, we're all on board. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's Dude. there. <laughs> There's that scene where they're they're at the party, which is very German. It's like German industrial music. I was like, oh yeah, this is super German. Um, like airs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but then like, but then Sophie's having sex with her boyfriend Ramin, and and Leander just walks up and he's like, hey guys, how's it going? I got some stuff for you here, and I'm like, I'm like, bro, they're in mid, they're they're in mid coitus, like fucking. <laughs> And they don't seem to mind at all. No, they're just like, oh, hey, what's up, Leander? <laughs> like high-fiving them. <laughs> yeah. That is Europe for you. <laughs> <laughs> this mushroom sex is awesome. <laughs> well, mushroom sex. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But then, uh, just looking over my notes here. There's also the scene like after Ro- like Sophie gets well. There first, there's the weird scene where Sophie gets like uh, I don't know her body taken over by that old the old geezer who like takes over you know and and uh, the main character whatever Finn is watching as the the like they strip his sister down and then there's this like old naked woman and Finn is like 
what the fuck is going on? Like, what is this? You know? Yeah. Now, there is. Uh, that's one of the plot holes as well, which is that there's only a couple times when the black smoke monster, like the spore monster itself, mm-hmm. attacks. Yeah. And so, like in theory, somebody would have to like. And what I think, what I think happened was the old people kind of joined together their spore monsters, and they had to attack together, sort. Right? Yeah. Which is why at the end they had to like give up their physical bodies and not be able to move in order to like give up all of their spore monster power to create the spore monster. Yeah, in order to help out the transition of their their leader, basically. Yeah. The only thing that makes sense. Otherwise, it makes no sense at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it shouldn't exist outside of the body. It shouldn't be able to run around like a cloud and do stuff. Yeah. But in that moment knocks him out outside yeah like oh you just fell over and he's like i, got, I must have fell over you know <laughs> it's <so> stupid <laughs> yeah i always like the idea of using like a like at, at night when movies will, will um well like like he could see in into the house and it was all well and lit right but like yeah. people inside the house can't see out into the darkness yeah and i always oh. like the road to perdition has like a good scene like that oh yeah or there's like a kid, I think Jude Law's like on the other side, like maybe checking his face or something like that. And the other one kid think the kid thinks he's like sees him or something. Yeah. The 20 out of 10 movie wrote the prediction. Yeah. 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 Side sidebar for anybody, anybody listening to this who hasn't seen road to perdition, yeah. stop what you're doing right now and go watch road to perdition. Yeah. But no, uh, I think it was very deliberate that their entire house had fucking glass walls. Hmm. Because their entire thing is about keeping tabs on their kids and raising them exactly as they want to. like, And that's one of the, uh, you could call it, cultural kind of like, I don't know, side quips is saying that helicopter parents are basically setting their kids up for fungal infection. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, they, and it's interesting because they, they were helicopter parents in some ways, but then like... The, like they they went to a rave that one night and like they took drugs and got fucked up and then they came back the next day and his parents are like oh. giving it they're like oh hey how's your hangover like here drink this you'll feel better <laughs> yeah they're super <laughs> German they're, right yeah they are German <laughs> I know I just picture like they're like the kids are in the car seats and the parents are like happy and like driving them to school or something but then there's that like industrial techno music playing like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> As are missing the point. The drinking age is eighteen. I I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, so, but, but and we wouldn't be able to see them having a threesome if they weren't eighteen. <laughs> right. right. There's that. There's that. <laughs> but also, no, well, there and like through the whole movie, like the parents seem very health obsessed. Like they're like, they're always on a treadmill. They're always in like athletic wear, like always working out. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if this is foreshadowing something, if this is like a a, a hint about something, or if I'm just an American and you know, you don't, you you know, maybe they just like work out more often over there, you know? But it looked like they had some pretty amazing equipment. Like they they had like Bruce Wayne money. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. That was insane. 
like I think that's part of the whole thing, which is the striving of an organism to live forever. Right. In order to make their next host last the longest, they have to do this. This is the way that every single, you know, spore monster host has ever raised their children, which is in order to be strong, fast, enduring, long lasting, you know, like have a very good system, like immune system and everything. And that's why his dad couldn't do it. That's another throwaway line from the movie too, is that uh, Finn, the main character, his father was too sick to have the granddad put into him. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. They said, like, at one point, his uh, Leander's dad actually was the one who said his dad was too sick, couldn't do it, so he had to wait for the next generation. So it should have been him. Okay, and that's and that's Finn's biological father he's talking about, not not Martin. They're all orphans. They're all orphans. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Orphan. Uh, Leander is an orphan. The main two characters are orphans. Yeah. Even their parents are orphans. Yeah. Because that's what. So the the spore monsters can't like have they can't reproduce like humans. Mm-hmm. They can't have a baby. Right. They can't do it. So they have to adopt. So they adopt. And they basically, like, groom the kid to be their fucking host for the next generation. And as the old body is dying, they transfer into a new one. Yeah. And then, yeah, in the medieval ages, it was more of a demonic ritual because they didn't have medicine. And nowadays, they have the ability to make it into a pill that not only prepares the body for the transition, but makes it easier for them to do it. Yeah. in every way. You know, I this this thought didn't occur to me until just now. Um so I'm But it's like the starter yeast that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> no, no, no. No, so like I I'm, I'm kind of feeling my way through this. I'm pulling this out of my ass as we go, but like like the way we traditionally and kind of typically think about parenting is like raising the next generation to be better than you and like have more than you had and to carry on after you're gone, right? I wonder if this movie isn't saying something about maybe this is more of a modern sensibility. Maybe it's more of like a wealthy, I don't know. Cause I, I, you think of a certain kind of parent or whatever, like who, who like lives vicariously through their child. Like I couldn't be a football player or a cheerleader. So I want you to be a football player or a cheerleader or, and it's not so much like raising their children to give them the best life. It's raising their children not for the children's sake, but for the parents' sake, so that they can live vicariously through their children, and almost like it's a second life for them, instead of, it's like a perversion of the natural order, right? Because it's not raising the next generation to carry on and be their own thing, it's raising it on, like raising the next generation with this perverse, impossible thought that somehow it's going to carry on your own legacy, or your own sense of immortality, right? Not only is it absolutely accurate, but also it is an intense critique of imperialism. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Like, so your ideology is handed down exactly like a carbon copy, right. as opposed to somebody younger interpreting what you say and changing as they go forward. Mm-hmm. It's just a carbon copy of you onto the younger generation, right. which is fascism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, right. Like, 
I mean, I think that very much the Germans are always critiquing that in their media, yeah. which is like an incredibly healthy thing for them to do. Right. You know, like, but it, it's a very constant, you know, like, I don't know, um, inspiration for, for their storylines. Yeah. No, that makes, and I, man, I read something very recently about how fascism and that far right ideology is all about, um, instead of letting things progress and letting like generations carry things forward, it's all about like halting progress, you know, putting a stop to it and like enforcing your will upon future generations. I don't like, yeah. And, and I, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> what, getting weirder. what is that skull you're holding up to the screen? <laughs> You know, Jordan, I just finished the Sandman series on Netflix, and that looks like uh, Crystal Skull. Oh wait, is that the Indiana Jones Crystal Skull you're holding up to the camera? One of the Crystal Skulls. <laughs> it looks like this. If, if, I don't know if anybody's seen the Sandman. There's like a tiny skull in that show. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I shit. Up here, phone from falling over, but it appears to be okay. <laughs> oh man! But I like, there's also a scene where uh, after Sophie is, she's like climbing the rope, and she like has a nosebleed and just like bleeds all over Lena's face. Just falls over for no reason, like falls down. No, there's multiple. Like I said, that's that's what I said. There's multiple scenes in this movie where you give it like a B plus at best, but at the end. Of like, okay, there was an interesting thing here we could have addressed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it also reminds me, I just, I actually just finished a book this weekend uh, called The Troop. And it, it's about this Boy Scout troop that goes to this uh, secluded island. Like, they're the, they're the only ones there. They don't bring their phones so that they can just, like, spend the week there. And I kind of thought of it, it ended up being like Stephen King's The Stand meets, I don't know, but like, but there's a lot of body horror too. Like it was directed by, as though it were written by David Cronenberg or something, but it ends up being worms. It it, it tells you pretty, pretty early on that people are being effect, infected by worms and it's like kind of the same thing. Oh, it's like, and it's all, yeah, it's all these Boy Scouts. So it ends up, I thought of it as kind of like a hybrid of The Stand and Lord of the Flies, uh, it was, it was a pretty it's a pretty interesting book like some good straightforward good. horror you know guy was worms worms yeah they're they all get so, they get infected by worms yeah you have seen squirm no squirm no what no I have not seen squirm look up squirm right now okay <laughs> I've got like squirm. I've got like four tabs open from this conversation already. I have well, a giant list of Street Fighter characters. Hold up to one of mine. Oh my god! It's Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh, like from nineteen seventy six. Yeah, they did one of those. They did an MST three K on it. Okay, but okay. it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my god! So good, Squirm. Oh, oh. Nineteen seventy six. Yeah. Chef's kiss for that movie. <laughs> Art. Yeah. The box is awesome. 
Well, I, th- I think we've also talked about doing that James Gunn movie, uh, Sliver, right? Which is yeah. Is that the movie with the worm? Slither. Slither, yeah. Slither. Slither, yeah. You said somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah, I think I think a guy we used to work with at Pizza Hut. I think wanted to do that. Oh, JT. I think um, so. Nathan Fillion from Firefly, star of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's got him, Michael Michael Rooker. Slither's a fun. I watched Slither year I don't know, twenty years ago. It's a fun movie. Yes. But let's see. Uh, I think I've got everything in my notes I wanted to cover. Was there anything else y'all wanted to talk about before we kind of wrap up here? I think it'd be cool if you had Corey. If you had like more to your story, like you seem like the kind of guy that would like on one hand, on one of your hands would have like ha- like a half of your finger missing. Like you seem like that kind of a guy. I like, seem. I see my character is complete. My yeah, like you, you, you look like you would, you'd be, you would look better with like half of a finger missing. All right, well, let like me manly. Let me see what I can do. Let me work on that. Next time uh, you do a podcast, basically what you want to do is chop like two fingers off, right? Like one of each hand, and then get some customized leather gloves made. Uh, uh just just what you need, you right? Know, like one of these, and then, uh, the other. <laughs> Like one of these, right? And then, yeah, and then you, and it'll be like this. <laughs> blood. And it spells out blood. And then I'll just, I'll just mail the finger. I'll mail the finger to Brent. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll put it in epoxy. I'm really, I'm really intrigued with what you mean by that. Like, I, I like that. My character should be missing a finger by now. I, not a whole finger. Like, I knew a guy. He seemed like he was just this really manly dude. When I was a little kid, and I never knew the story, but his ring finger on one of his hands, I forget which of the three hands, uh, but it was missing half of a finger. Nice. It just seemed like badass, yeah. You know, I knew a guy who, did I work with him in a kitchen? Yeah, I think so. And he, like, he had an eye patch. He was, like, missing an eye, and he had all these stories about, like, how he lost his eye. But, like... But at one point, he, like, told the real story, which was he was walking down a street in Chicago one day on his phone, and he just, like, walked into a tree. He just, like, walked into a branch, and it was just, like, pop, just, like, went, went right into his eye socket. And he he was, like, yeah, that's how I really lost my eye. I just, like, walked into a branch because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Wait, what was he telling you before that? <laughs> oh, he had all kinds of stories. Like he lost it in a fight, and like his, uh, yeah, like all kinds of shit. He told he t- he would tell everybody like a different story about how he lost his eye. Like a dog, a- like a dog attacked it. Like he had a different story for every person. Want to hear about the scars? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I got these. Do you remember scars? that news story like years ago? We did it. I think for Danger Explosion, it was like the paraplegic guy who like woke up to and his dog was eating his crotch, like just like eating him. Yeah. That sounds familiar. <laughs> that, that sounds like a made up story. Either way, it, it sounds terrible. Like he, he ran into a tree branch. I think he, <laughs> <into a tree laughs> branch. he actually, yeah. Impaled his crotch on a tree branch. <laughs> I'm, de- I'm decently sure that, 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 that story was actually fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the guy getting his dog, his crotch eaten by a dog. Yeah. My dog. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. But you know what? Isn't fake. What's that? The movie we just watched. 
Yes. You have this ability. You have this ability to pause where I don't even know if your screen is fucking frozen. You've done it like three times, and it's amazing <laughs> every single time. You're not frozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's got me every time. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together for the pause. The privilege. The privilege. <laughs> I love it. I love it. the the privilege of giving us your body. <laughs> oh, yeah, they talk about it like it's a privilege to have your fucking personality and character sucked out of your body and be dead and be a husk and be taken over by a fucking spore monster. It's not a privilege. Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Yeah, what are you yeah. fucking talking about? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Next week is going to be the first of two weeks where we're looking at films by Matt Bertinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette in anticipation of their new film, which is coming out soon, Scream 6. But next week we're going to be looking at 2019's Ready or Not. So be sure to check that out. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Dangerous Pollution Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash horror movie pod. All right, well, Jordan, I think, did you have your headcanon ruined? Did I ruin your headcanon? What? Your, your headcanon, did I ruin it? I did. Do you want do you want that to be the case? Or? No, 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 no. I mentioned something oh. earlier, and you were like, you were like, oh, yo, that's my head cannon. No, I just did it for the fuck to say the name of the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I saw an opportunity to say the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, it had nothing to do with my opinion on your opinion on anything. <laughs> oh no, I thought actually, about. well, because Brent has had his head cannon stepped on before, so yeah. Oh. Brent gets a little fucking, you know, he gets his shit in a fucking tangle sometimes, huh? <laughs> all the time. All the time. Is that what happens? Is that I, what happens? Corey says something, and then Brent is like, mm, nah. So <laughs> mad about it? <laughs> no, no, I'd never get mad at this guy. No. I, 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 I just wish pieces of his body would fall off. That's exactly what happens. I'll try. I'll try harder at that. I'll try harder. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead with my head cannon, and then y'all can follow suit. My head cannon is that this fungal colony, whatever this creature is, there. It's not the only one, right? There are other fungal colonies around the Earth, right? And there, there's one that right, got right. trapped. There's one that got trapped on an island, right? And it was trapped on the island. It couldn't do anything. Like there were no people around, so it was just like fungus fungus and around this island and then an airplane crashed and all these people got out and this this spore monster this smoke monster if you will was like oh all right cool there's all these people now and i can fuck with them so these people like they're trying to you know set up their their camp or whatever trying to survive until they get rescued and this smoke monster keeps fucking with them and bothering them and eventually it's it's the smoke monster from lost uh, the television show Lost is actually a spore monster, a fungus monster, like the one in uh, The Privilege, is is my headcanon. I like it's it. Hot. Yeah. It's super hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's hot. Jordan, I'm glad we didn't get through this whole recording without your catchphrase of, that's hot, which you you copyrighted well before Paris Hilton. Like she's- Totally, dude. <laughs>
I didn't do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you've always, you've always, you've always said that's hot. That's always been your catchphrase. Yeah. That's the other one too. What are you talking about? And then that's hot. No, I have. I have not said that. <laughs> All right. Well, who's who's get, who wants to go next with their head cannon? I'll do it. Go last. All right. Okay. You go. Oh, you said you'll go last. Okay. You go now. I'll go right now. I feel this is happening in Collins in in, in Colin Garvey's. Um, village. I think that's what's happening to all the old people. It's reverse. I think. I think. I think the old people are being being fungused. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, and now, Jordan is also a spore monster, having returned from Japan. He's to full bring of that shit over here. He's oh, full of fungus. Well, if you guys remember Super Mario Brothers, you might remember that multiple <laughs> levels are based on toadstools. Oh, yeah. 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 So after what Brent said happened, the land was changed to mushroom toadstools, and everybody was frolicking around on the top of them, but getting absolutely indoctrinated into the mushroom lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that character Toadstool has like a mushroom wiener? The character Toadstool is yeah. the key cult leader. Right. Yeah, dude. He is. Of the, oh, because oh. he's always there and the princess is in another castle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, what shit. do you think happens over there? Him. In the mushroom kingdom, which is what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, mushroom kingdom. And so, oh. like, Bowser isn't even really, like, the, the, the final boss. Like, it's Toad. He's probably a regular guy, and the person who's fighting him is just <laughs> tripping balls. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what they're fighting off. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, did this, you know? Like, in Japan, Shigeru, the main, the main Nintendo guy, he probably fed out the mushrooms to everybody. And he was like, it'll make you bigger. <laughs> so is it just like, so the reality of the situation is Mario and Luigi are in the sewers of New York City just losing their minds, hallucinating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, giving as many shrooms as they can to as many people above ground as they possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So indoctrinate them into the cordyceps fungus cult's <laughs> lifestyle. I love it. Yeah, the whole Nintendo Mario universe is just, yeah, uh, an ant zombie fungus story. I love it. It's me too. <laughs> well, and really, you know what really did the job of exposing this whole conspiracy? <laughs> What's that? The privilege. <laughs> the privilege, yes. <laughs> blew he it, said the word! Blew, it, the, blew word. the doors wide open. Well, gentlemen, I don't know that there's any better thing to end on than that. Jordan, is there Wait, anything Jordan you want to say his head is that his head is that your head cannon? Yeah. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Alright, well thank you Jordan for joining us once again, blowing the doors wide open on this conspiracy. Thank yeah. you everyone at home for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs>